0: and friends. It's April 1st. Happy April Fool's Day, everybody. This is the first of a series of regular meditations on First Peter. So during these difficult times, we're looking at a letter written by the Apostle Peter to provide us with hope in our various trials and in our suffering. Today, we're going to start by looking at just the first verse, first Peter 1 Peter 1.1. Let me read that for us. Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ, to those chosen, living as exiles dispersed abroad in Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia, who are chosen. Let me ask you a question here as we begin. Where are you right now? Most of you are probably at home, as we're supposed to be sheltering at home. So even if you are not there at home now, most of the time, this is where we all are. This is where we're spending most of our time. Yet, if I asked you, do you feel at home now? I bet most of you would say yes, but but no. Not really. I'm home physically, but I don't feel at home. I don't feel at home really. I feel a little bit lost or a lot of bit lost. I feel somewhat displaced. I know that's how I've been feeling. For today's podcast, I want to talk about how Peter, he starts this letter about hope in hard times with the theme of home and exile. He starts by giving them perspective on where they are. And I think this is a very important perspective for us in order for us to get our bearings for what we're facing right now. Now, Peter's major theme that he develops and teaches throughout the letter Is that living hope can be found in Jesus' resurrection, even when grief and trials and suffering come. This hope is something that no suffering can stop or thwart. In fact, it's a hope that goes deeper in us and can become more real to us in our suffering. How does this happen? That's what this letter shows us. And we'll be looking at it for many weeks together. But first, I want to start by saying the people uh, who who Peter is writing this letter to are, are clearly shaken. We need to understand their situation. They're confused and disoriented and very discouraged because of their suffering, as we all are now. And what's the first thing Peter does for them? He makes sure they know where they are. He addresses the question, where am I? Yes, we're all sheltering at home, but we probably find ourselves asking in some way, Where am I? What's happened? School and work and routine and schedule, everything is different. The life we used to have, we don't have anymore. And we're not sure when, if, we'll ever have it again. And this is really, really hard and difficult for us. Peter says in verse 1, This is who this letter is for. It's for those living as exiles, dispersed abroad. This would have been, for the people hearing it for the first time, pretty confusing and jarring. Because they would have thought, exiles, who is he talking about? They were living where they had always lived. They would have probably said, I was born in Pontus. I'm not an exile. I've lived in Galatia for 25 years. I'm not dispersed. But Peter's saying here, yes, you're home, but you're not home. And you need to understand this to find hope in what you're suffering in your trials. The term Peter uses to describe where they are, exiles, it comes from a major theme in the Bible. The entire story of the Old Testament and the Jewish people and into the New Testament, into the book of Revelation, traces this theme. Adam and Eve were exiled from Eden. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob lived their entire lives as sojourners, not having a home. You move into the wilderness wanderings of Israel through the desert and later to the people's exile from the land of Israel where they were spread out all over the world. The word exiles, it could be translated resident alien. It's used to describe someone who did not hold citizenship in the place where they resided or where they were living. So it's not describing just somebody visiting or passing through. It's for people who are residing and living in a place that isn't and doesn't feel like home. This is a part of what it means to be a Christian. It's to live in exile. It's to experience a greater displacement in this world of sin and suffering, of injustice and racism and brokenness. Because of what we believe, we know, and we groan for a world that is set free from all of this, our true and final home in the new creation. And here's where this letter comes in. When we suffer grief in various trials, our sense of exile is heightened and we feel it more acutely. This is what's happening to all of us now. So how can this help being aware of this, this perspective of home and exile? Well, three ways. First, it validates our experience of exile. If you feel disoriented, if loss of the familiar and the comfortable is causing you grief, if you feel like you don't know where you are, this is a normal and expected part of living in a fallen and broken world. And when that brokenness reaches more closely into our lives, we feel it all the more. We should allow ourselves then to feel the grief, to feel the lament, to share how we are feeling with others whom we trust. Israel's experience of exile included grief and weeping and crying. It's a part of the experience of not being home. Psalm 126 says, Those who sow in sorrow, those who sow in tears, will reap with shouts of joy. Joy comes through the sorrow not around it and so we must pass through this season of grief and lament and weeping it's a part of not being home this also helps us to open our hearts to the lessons of exile Israel's exile came with two major lessons one was the letting go of idols and the second was the longing for true home which was really a longing for God these lessons they go together in exile in exile god was saying to his people and time we experience exile more acutely god is saying here's what idols can give to you here's the best they can do and for us now this includes the idol of having our dream home our dream life here and now in this world what we're going through right now there's an intensifying and exposing experience for all of us our idols are revealed this is hard but this is god's grace to us to let go of idols I cannot deliver. We also, at the same time, can develop our longing for our true home, which is God himself. We trust that Jesus' resurrection is a preview of what is to come, that there will be a homecoming for all who trust in him. We are on the way home to God himself. And lastly, this perspective reminds us to grab a hold of what we need in exile, what we need to make it through. When you're not at home, you need reminders of home. This is how immigrant communities survive. They gather together and remind themselves of their homeland. And It was in exile that Daniel began the practice of a three times daily prayer. He was three times praying towards home, praying towards Jerusalem and the temple. It was in exile that the Jewish people developed new practices of studying their law, the Torah, and gathering around the study of the scriptures. So two of the most important practices that I want to commend to you during this time, practices that will sustain you, reminders of what is lasting and true and real, is first, set your heart towards home through regular meditation on scripture and prayer and maintain your connection to other exiles who are longing for home. Finally, friends, remember, Jesus has a hold on you, no matter how far you feel from him, no matter how far you feel from home. John 14, he said, Do not let your heart be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If not, I would have told you. I'm going away to prepare a place for you. If I go away and prepare a place for you, I will come again and take you to myself so that where I am, you may be also. Friends, may the grace and the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ be multiplied to you. Amen.